This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. <clears throat> Welcome everyone to this very exciting Magadar Akia event in honor, Bar Hashem, of a new edition, a new Sefer published by Art Scroll, <clears throat> Haggadah Shal Pesach Magadar the new Art Scroll edition of the Haggadah, with many new ideas, new insight, revolutionary teachings to not just be able to say Divrei Torah over at the Seder. There are many, many Haggadahs that give you one-liners or a short thought to say at the Seder, but to understand the Haggadah as a living compendium, to understanding the document that we know as the Haggadah, who wrote the Haggadah, <clears throat> how many words are in the Haggadah, how many segments are in the Haggadah, why are certain Tanoam appearing in the beginning of the Haggadah, and others appearing later on in the Haggadah. <laughs> so this is a revolutionary and novel approach to Haggadah Shal Pesach in general. I want to thank Chazak for dedicating and hosting tonight's event. Whatever you could do to support Chazak, especially in their initiative of enrolling students in Yeshiva, it's really the highest form of Hatzalas Nefashos. Many, many students who come from the former Soviet Union or Bukhara, and they came to America and they went to yeshivas, were able to accomplish tremendous things for the Jewish people. Whether it was Chazak's own organization, whether it was Torah anytime. So the, the soul that you save may make the greatest contributions to Kal Yisrael. I want to thank uh, Chickens for Shabbos for sponsoring this special event, please go to the Yad Eliezer site and hit the icon for Agunais, Grushais, Malamdim. Please support these Yidin, those who need it most, those who Klal Yisrael needs most without our Malamdim. We wouldn't have the next generation, whatever you could do to show support and show generosity to Yidin who need it most. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless you and your family with only Simchas, Nachas, and Besurais Taivais. So I want to show you, uh, go through some unique features of this Haggadah. Actually, after much encouragement, this was the first time that Art Scroll published the letter of Rav Shamshin Me'ashtapoli in one of their Haggadahs. This was something that I was uh, very insistent on, that the Haggadah should include the letter of called Maimer Soid Etzbel Akim. I want to thank my friend Reb Chaim Zeman who sent me a very important perush on the Maimer Soid Etzbel Akim from the Shemesh Umagain with the critical notes of Rabbi David Biton who actually Rav David Biton gave me permission to encapsulate uh, many of his thoughts in the introduction here to the letter of Rav Shamshin Rashtapoli. And let's just try to get an understanding. What exactly is this Kabbalistic letter? What is its significance? Why do we say it on Erev Pesach? And the basic understanding of this letter of Rav Shamshin Rashtapoli is that the events that happen in our history are living events. And when Moshe Rabbeinu by the command of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, brought the, the Makos on the Mitzrim. The names of the Makos are not just Hebrew words, but they are contained in them, are permutations of different Shemos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the same way, when those Shemos were accessed, it brought great plague 
to the Mitzrim, but it also rescued the Jewish people from oppression and gave us triumph over our enemy and gave us material success. Likewise, by studying and reciting the names of the Makos and the events of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, we can access similar energy and thus there is a Segula that by reciting this letter, it gives one a blessing for a life free of oppression, triumph over one's enemy, and as well as great material success. This is a concept that Rav Shamshin Rashapoli refers to in uh, many of his writings where he interprets the words, Laman Shisi Oisoisai Ela Bekerba, in order that I can place these signs among you, uh, among the Egyptians. Rav Shamshin interprets, Oisoisai could be read, Oisioisai, my letters. In other words, the letters that comprise the Makois are various Shemois of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And now we understand why the efficacy of this Maimer is uh, specifically on Erev Pesach. Because we know that on Erev Pesach, the forces of evil were almost completely vanquished. The Mashchus was destroyed. On that day, we say, V'layitein ha-Mashchus lovayel batechem. That is why, an amazing interpretation, the Perush on Rabbi Shamshin's letter, the Shemesh Umagain, explains that's why Mordechai tells Esther, Im kiem hacharesh if you remain silent at this time and you don't take advantage of the time, then then that's it. You will be destroyed. Maybe the Jewish people will have salvation from elsewhere. But why was it so important to take advantage of that moment? Says the Shemeshumagain, because it was Erev Pesach. Erev Pesach is opportune to vanquish the forces of evil, to triumph over one's enemy, and therefore... <coughs> Mordechai tells Esther, you must take advantage of the current time. Now regarding the precise time on Erev Pesach to recite the letter of Rav Shamshan, the Mayadim Uzmanim of Rav Sturmbach says that some say it refers to either the morning of Erev Pesach or the afternoon. However, Rav Sturmbach says that he heard it refers to Seder night. Like when the Rambam refers to the Gemara uh, ordaining that we give out treats to our children as the era of Pesach, that it really refers to Seder night. And therefore, Sternbach recommends reading the essay on era of Pesach and the night of the Seder. And there are all kinds of wondrous accounts of salvation, of those who experienced, that uh, those who recited the Mimer experienced. Amazingly, the one who reprinted the Mimer after World War II testified that in 1944 in Hungary, he witnessed that those who recited the Maimer of Rav Shamshin Mashtipoli were saved. Rav Yochanan Seifer, the Rav of Erloi, related that 1944, because of the confusion, his grandfather, Rav Shimon Seifer, could not adhere to his yearly practice of reciting the Maimer, and he was, uh, he was not able to survive. Rav Yochanan himself also cannot say the Maimer, but he did remember to say it on, at the first available opportunity, and he indeed did survive. Rav Ben-Sion Mutsafi brings in the Sefer Pesach B'Tzion that after burning the Chametz, the great Rav Solomon Mutsafi would gather all of his family and learn the entirety of this Maimar. Some review this Maimar on the 3rd of Av, which is the yard side of Rav Shamshan, and some even review it on Rosh Hashanah. And we apply the rule of Hamarba 
So this event tonight in honor of the new Sefer, which is available at artscroll.com. It's also available in two colors of leather-bound editions. Um, and I want to, to give you a little bit of a flavor and a little bit of a taste of what it's like for the Sefer to be born. You know, many Paiskim write that the publishing of a Sefer is <clears throat> analogous to the birth of a child. And there's even a discussion in Halacha whether you make a Shechianu or whether you, um, whether you make a bracha of Hatoiv v'hametiv and so on and so forth. So I want to give you a little bit of a flavor for the labor and the delivery of the Sefer. So please watch as the Sefer is uh, going down the conveyor belt. You'll see the published Sefer and the cover and how the cover is bound to the Sefer and then is shrink-wrapped. Watch this. You're going to love it. So it's uh, really amazing to see the production of the Sefer. And the Bezus Hashem, we hope the Sefer should be Kedosh Hashem, Lahagdil Torah, Ulahadira. I want to share with you some um, elements of the Sefer that do not appear in the Sefer in Lashon HaKadosh. If anybody wants to um, acquire the Sefer Magad Arkir Belashon HaKadosh, which is uh, very different than this English Sefer on the Haggadah. The Sefer on Lashon HaKadosh is not just on the Haggadah. It's on Chodesh Nisan. Many, many ma'amorim on Chodesh Nisan. On not saying Tachnun and Chodesh Nisan. On the comparison between Nisan and Tishrei. On the significance of every day of Nisan. On Birchas Ilanois. Many subjects of Chodesh Nisan, as well as Shvisha Pesach and Kriyas Yamsuf. The Sefer in English, however, is focused on the Haggadah specifically on the Haggadah as a living document. I want to share with you something we wrote in the uh, New Sefer in English about expounding upon the meaning and the symbolism of the Simanim of the Seder. The Simanim of the Seder, Kadesh, Orchatz, Karpas, Yachatz, we have a total of 15 Sedarim, Kadesh, Orchatz, Karpas, Yachatz, Magid, Rachza, Moitzi, we have 15 parts of the Seder. And many, many Svarim expound upon the symbolism of these commands. And the Chida is cited that Kadesh is a challenge. Kadesh, if you would like to sanctify yourself, Orchatz, and cleanse yourself of sin, then Karpas, Klal, 
Rishon Pesagor. The first rule is to keep one's mouth closed. So these, this is a symbolism of the opening three simanim of the Seder. And we could continue in this vein. The Sefer Tefaris Avais tells us that certainly it's very difficult to completely curtail one's speech. And therefore we say, Yachatz Magid. Whatever Magid, whatever you feel you need to say, Yachatz, say it briefly. Continuing on, Rachza, if you want to cleanse yourself, then do so from Moitzi Matzah Emarar. Matzah is a language of strife. Mara is a language of bitterness. So if you want to ensure that we are careful with our speech, it is very important. Pesach Matzah Umarar. Pesach is a lashon of Pesach, the mouth that speaks. By excessive speech, all it brings to is Matzah Marar, strife and bitterness. So therefore we have to cleanse ourselves by curtailing our speech and ensuring that we're free of emitting and causing, being moitzi, matzah and marar, strife and bitterness. And what I was bothered by is, certainly curtailing speech is very important, and it's a basic aspect of Avedas Hashem, Shmiras Halashain. But nevertheless, why is this connected specifically to the umtif of Pesach? Why is this so important to focus on, on the Yom Tif of Pesach? And actually, very interesting, Meseches Psachim begins with the words, Ar la'arba asar la'ar The evening of the 14th, we check chametz by the light of the candle. And the Gemara wonders, what does Ar mean? Does Ar mean the night of the 14th? Or does Ar mean the day of the 15th? One would think Ar refers to the day, and the Gemara says, no, Ar actually refers to the night. And the Gemara asks, well, why doesn't it say Leil Arba Asar? Why is it called Ar Arba Asar? And the Gemara basically uses the principle of Lishna Ma'alyon It picked a delicate, clean, pristine, refined expression. And the Gemara, in the beginning of Masech Tabsachim, goes on a very lengthy discussion about that it, it actually this Gemara extends until Gimel Ahmed Beis, about the importance of cleanliness and refinement in speech. The Gemara tells us a story that two students were sitting before Hillel. One of them was Rabbi Yechem ben Zakkai. And some say before Rebbe, and, and one of them was Rabbi Yechanan. And one of them said, why do we harvest impurity why do we harvest grapes in purity and we don't harvest olives in purity? And one said, why do we harvest grapes in purity and we, don't har- and we harvest olives in Tuma? And the great sage says, I am sure that this one who used refined speech will be a great Pesach in Klal Yisrael. And sure enough, in no short time, the sage then, instead of saying the word Tuma, said, Enoi Tahira. He became a great halachic decider in the Jewish people. And then the Gemara goes on to tell us a story about three kaihanim. One said, I was given shuma the size of a lentil. One said, the size of a kezayis. And one said, like the tail of a lizard. And they searched into the one who used the word lizard, and they found that he was of impure lineage. And certainly, this is a very important concept and a very important teaching 
the importance of cleanliness in speech, the importance of the importance of refinement in speech. But why? What's it doing in Mesach Psachem? I mean, the subject of Pesach is a major subject. It's one of the greatest bodies of halacha. There are more halachos about Pesach than any other yamtif. So let's cut to the chase. Why divert ourselves? Why speak about the subject of cleanliness in speech? But there's a rule, Rabbi Isai, that Rabbi Tzalik HaKain teaches that there is tremendous significance to every agadata that is found in Shas. Rabbi Tzalik HaKain writes in the Sefer Yisrael Kedoshim that every agadata found in Shas is in its correct and appropriate place. So for instance, the Gemara in Shabbos on Daf Peches that talks about Kabbal Satoira, the sugi of Kabbal Satoira is found in Masech the Shabbos because Hakal Moedim, the B'Shabbos Nitna Torah, everybody agrees, the Torah was given on Shabbos. And interestingly, the subject of Chorben Beis Hamikdash is found in Masech the Gitin because the destruction of the Temple was like a parting of ways with, with the Almighty. On the other hand, the endearment and the love for the land of Israel is found in Masech Ksubis because Eretz Yisrael is, so to speak, the gift of love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives His bride, the Jewish people. So now let's understand why then is the subject of refined speech found in the very beginning of Masech Psachim? What's it doing in, in Masech Psachim? There's actually a very beautiful Haggadah by Rabbi Avram Erlinger. It's called Pesach. And he brings that one of the fundamental concepts of Mitzrayim was not only were we subjugated, but specifically our Kayach Hadibor was subjugated by none other than Pera, Paroi, the Pharaoh, Pera, the evil mouth. And therefore it's called Pesach, Pesach, the mouth that speaks. And with the way we celebrate the liberation of our mouth is the explain the reason why our capacity and our faculty of speech was subjugated is because Avram Avinu questioned the ways of Hashem by saying, Others in the Sefer Imre Avram he brings that Klai Yisrael were also guilty of forbidden speech. That's why, uh, because they spoke Lashon Hara, as Moshe Rabbeinu observed, Now interesting, the Pasuk says, V'amar paroi levnei Yisrael nevuchim heim ba'aretz, sagar aleham hamidbar. The midbar locked them in. And the Tfer Shloimo explains that the word Hamidbar could also be read Hamidaber. Sagar Aleim Hamidaber. Their faculty of speech is locked tight. But amazingly, where did God free the Jewish people? Daber al Bnei Yisrael, Yashuvu, Viachanu, Lefnei Pi Hachirois. Pi Hachirois, the mouth of freedom. We were freed in an area called Pi Hachirois. Accordingly, we understand why the most appropriate place for the sugya of refined speech is found in the beginning of Masech Psachim. Why in the beginning of Psachim? Because the Inyan of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is our faculty of speech was held in bondage, was shackled. And by who? By the Pharaoh, by Para, And we were freed by Piachirois. Sagar Aleim Hamedaber. I always think to say that we're in the Torah. 
does it enunciate the power of the mouth and the voice of the Jewish people? Hakoil Koil Yaakov the Hayadayim The voice is the voice of Yaakov. We see from this pasuk Hakol Kol Yaakov the power of Yisrael is in their words. When did Yitzchak say the words Hakol Kol Yaakov? He said it. Lel say there. Yaakov Avinu was bringing his father Shnei Gedoyei Izim Echad LePesach VeEchad LeChagiga. So on the night of the Seder, Yitzchak Avinu enunciated the power of Dibor of Klal Yisrael Hakol Kol Yaakov. So now we understand why the simonim of the Seder are all about Kadesh, you want to sanctify yourself. Orchats, you want to cleanse yourself. Karpas, Klal, Rishon, Pesagor. Yachats, Magid. You don't have to say everything you want to say. Rachza, cleanse yourself that you're not Maitzi, Matzah, Marar through the, with the mouth open causing strife and bitterness. And following then in the ways of our illustrious ancestors, let's interpret Koyrech. If you in fact bind up your Koyrech Adibar, Shulchan Oyrech, you will find a great share in the world to come. You will find the table set for you in the world to come, as the Vilna Gaon teaches in his letter. That Sarech HaAdam Lehesyaser, a person has to afflict themselves. Not with fasting, with sigufim and afflictions. Rak Beresen Piv but only by reining in one's mouth, the ta'avoysav, and one's desires, the ze'kol pri ha'olam haba, this is the whole, the fruit of labor in the world to come, curtailing one's speech. And if one does that, barech, he will be blessed with the ultimate blessing of Hashem. Tzafun barech, that blessing will be tzafun, will be hidden away, stashed away, stowed away in the world to come. And then, if one's mouth remains pure, halal. Chazal say that anyone who praises Hashem in this world will merit to sing shira to Him in the world to come, and thereby, nirtzah, one will be elevated to the highest possible level where one will find favor in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, I would like to share with you something I saw, basically as the Sefer was going to print, that I was able to sneak into this Haggadah, and that is Reb Chaim Falaji divides Maggid into 50 segments. See, I, I opened up the Haggadah of Reb Chaim Falaji called Zechir Lechaim, and I saw by Halach Ma'anya, he has a line that says Piska Aleph, and by Manishtana, Piska Bez, and by Hayinu, Piska Gimel. I was wondering, what are these uh, numbers? And sure enough, I went through the Maggid, and by the Bracha of Asher Alanu, it was Piska Nun. And Reb Chaim Falaji says that he discovered their 50 segments to Magid. And this corresponds to the teaching of the Vilna Gaon that 50 times in the Torah it mentions Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to indicate that had we remained in Egypt a moment longer, we would have fallen to the point of no return, to the Shar Nun. <clears throat> and therefore, Hashem got us out just in time so we would not descend into the Shar Nun. And it's uh, really amazing that we have 50 segments of, of Magid. Now it's interesting that Reb Chaim Falaji says the remez to this is in the beginning of Magid. It says, V'chol hamarbe. Kol indicates the 50 segments of Magid. We could add that the 50th segment is Ashar Ga'alanu. 
which indicates that Hashem redeemed us so we should not fall into the 50th level. That Geula was so that we don't fall into the Sharnon. I want to share with you an idea that was <coughs> written as a new idea, a new teaching in honor of this uh, new Haggadah. In Halach Ma'anya, we say that the reason for Matzah is to commemorate the bread that we ate in Egypt. This was the staple of our ancestors during their slavery in Egypt. And it, it, indeed, the Rishonim cite Rav Yehoisaf Ha'ezuvi that Rav Avram Ibn Ezra said that when he was in India, he was held captive and he was fed matzah because matzah takes a long time to digest. So this means that the purpose of matzah is to commemorate the bread we ate during our stay in Egypt. But this reason given for matzah contradicts the reason given at the end of the Haggadah by Ram Gamliel. That our bread did not have a time to rise. So... This is an open contradiction. What's the reason for matzah? Is the reason for matzah to commemorate the bread we ate in Egypt? Or is the reason for matzah to commemorate the freedom that we didn't have time to let our dough rise? So the Abarbanel and the Vilna Gain, they both assert that the entity of matzah <coughs> reminds us of the bread we ate in Egypt. But the reason we eat matzah is the reason given by Ram Gamliel. Matzah zu sha'anu oichlem but the Ramban in Chumash and Parashas Re'eh says there are two distinct reasons for eating matzah. One is to commemorate the bread of affliction that is declared in Halach Ma'anya. And one is to recall the freedom, like as articulated by Gamliel. But according to this approach of the Ramban, the structure of the Haggadah is very unusual. Why would the Haggadah provide one, reading for eating, one reason for eating matzah in the beginning of the Seder? And a completely different re- reason for eating matzah at the end of the Seder. By the way, the Siach Harid writes that the Rambam's girsa of the Haggadah is before Halach Ma'anya, we say, Bivahilu yatsanu mimatsrayim, in haste, we left Egypt. According to this, both reasons for matzah are, are articulated in the Halach Ma'anya. First we say, Bivahilu yatsanu mimatsrayim, so that refers to the reason to eat matzah because of the haste. And then we say, that this commemorates the bread of affliction. But I would humbly assert that the Baal Haggadah, in terms of structuring the Haggadah, intentionally offers the reason to commemorate the bondage and affliction in the beginning of the Haggadah, and leaves the reason for Ram Gamliel to the end of Magad. And that is because we're going to say later on in Magad that Chayiv Bechaldar Vadar in every generation. Chayiv Adam Leroy Sasatsnai, a person is obligated to show himself. And in the Rambam's Girsa, the words say, the text says, Chayiv Adam Leharoy Sasatsnai, a person is obligated to demonstrate. In other words, our text of the Haggadah reads, Chayiv Adam Leroy Sasatsnai, one has to imagine and see themselves. The Rambam's text reads, Chayiv Adam Leharoy Sasatsnai, a person has to demonstrate. Ki'ilu hu as if he left Mitzrayim. Which means it's not enough to tell the story, but we have to relive the story. Which means in the beginning of the night, we're actually in Egypt. And we're in affliction. 
and we have matzah on the table, and we haven't been redeemed yet. So we want to know, what exactly is the reason for this matzah? Why, are we eating, why do we have matzah now? The answer is right now, the reason for matzah is to commemorate the affliction. No, it's to commemorate the freedom. What, what freedom? We weren't freed yet. Later on, once we're freed, so it's really, it's happening in real time. At that point in the night, in the process, when we're reliving the redemption, then the reason to eat matzah is because this is the matzah that commemorates the way that we left Mitzrayim. So the reasons given, there are two different reasons, but they're strategically located in order to facilitate our fulfillment of reliving the experience in its full gamut from bondage to freedom. It's actually very amazing. The Chassam Seifer says that when else do we break bread without making a bracha on it? We do yachatz and we don't make hamaytzi. You know why? Because not only do we have to imagine that we're in bondage, we have to imagine that we're oivdei avodazara and we're far from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We're not even Jewish yet, and therefore we don't make a bracha. We make the bracha only after. You know, the, by on Hanukkah we make a bracha sha'asanisim. We don't make a bracha sha'asanisim. The Rishayim say the bracha of Asher Ga'alanu fulfills the bracha of sha'asanisim. But why would we make it in the middle of the Seder? You know, the Rishayim ask, why don't we make a bracha on the mitzvah of Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? And Rav Amram Goin says, we do. It's the, it's the bracha of Asher Ga'alanu. But ask the Chassam Soifer, well, why do we make it at the end of Magid? We should make it over Lassiyasam. And the Chassam Soifer sets out a principle that even though we always make brachas before the fulfillment of a mitzvah, the one exception to this rule is the mitzvah of a ger going into the mikvah. Because when a ger goes into the mikvah, he's not able to make the bracha on the tefillah yet because he's not Jewish, so he can't say vitzivano. So therefore the ger has to wait until after he immerses and then he can make the bracha. So to the night of the seder. We would like to make a bracha, but we're not even Jewish yet. So we have to wait until the redemption happens in real time. Then after that, we could say, Asher Ga'alanu. Therefore, we're saying in the beginning of the night, when we're still in bondage, the reason given for eating matzah is, By the end of the night, when we be free, when we're free, the reason we're eating matzah, it's no longer to commemorate the bondage, but rather it's to commemorate the freedom. So these are some thoughts on Haggadah Shal Pesach. I want to thank uh, the team at Chazak, Rav Ilan Meirav, Rav Yaniv Meirav, Rabbi Aboff, for hosting tonight's amazing event. Whatever you could do to support Chazak, Tavay Aleichem Bracha. I want to thank Chickens for Shabbos. Please go to the Yad Eliezer side, especially this time of the year, when not only is there always a mitzvah to support those who need help for Yom Tif, but specifically for the Yom Tif of Pesach, when we say, we commit ourselves, kol dich Actually, the Vilna Goyen says, part and, par, part and parcel, the mitzvah of matzah. It says, shivas yomam toichal matzah, seven days you eat matzah. But matzah is you have to ensure others eat matzah. She'e shivas hayomim. And the matzah you have to ensure others eat, their matzah is spelled mole. Matzah is mem tzadi vav taf. Your obligation to eat matzah, that's without a vav, that's chasar. You just eat whatever you could eat. You don't have to 
spend extra, but to ensure that other people have a joyful yomtiv, matzois yeachel, matzois male. And of course, this year is sponsored in honor of the new Sefer, Haggadah Shopesach Magad Rakia, published by Artschool. Please go to artschool.com and get yourself a copy of the Sefer. You can get it in leather bound, artschool.com. And Bezos Hashem, we hope you find new insight. You could go to our site, rabbidg.com, and order the Sefer on Nisan and the Zman of Pesach in Lashon HaKodesh. And uh, again, tonight's event in honor of the new Haggadah, wishing everyone a Chag Kashav Sameach and Bracha V'Hatzlacha. Thousands of classic and illuminating Haggadahs have been published throughout the ages. And yet, there is still room to open up new vistas of understanding on the Haggadah Shel Pesach. Did you ever wonder, is there any significance to the precise number of words on the Haggadah? Why do some Tanam only appear at the beginning of the Haggadah and are absent in the beginning of the Haggadah? Where is Rav Gamliel at that historic say there in Bnei Brak? And why does he only return at the end of the Haggadah? Why in the beginning of the Haggadah does it give the reason for Matzah to remember the bread we ate while we were enslaved and in the end of the Haggadah it gives a completely different reason? Why would the Haggadah begin L'shana Haba Ba'ad Yisrael and end L'shana Haba Yerushalayim? How is that thematic to Haggadah Shal Pesach? All of these questions and more, you will find Be'ezus Hashem, new insight in the new Haggadah published by Art Scroll. B'siyata Deshmaya, we hope you enjoy. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.